Hello, NetSuite listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm Megan O'Brien, NetSuite's business and finance editor. And today I am co-hosting with Ian McHugh, content marketing manager. So you get two for the price of one. You know what they say, new year, new NetSuite functionality. NetSuite 2023 release one is here. That's right, sneak peeks are officially live. So we're taking this episode to discuss all the new updates that come with it. We'll be joined by several guests to help us break down everything you need to know with new capabilities, including AP automation, shipping and fulfillment, projects, workforce management, analytics, and more. Stay tuned. There's a whole lot more you won't want to miss. You're listening to the NetSuite podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. First up, Senior Director of Product Marketing, Lisa Schwartz, joins us to provide a general overview of what's new in 2023 Release One. A bit of a teaser, if you will, into what we'll discuss throughout the remainder of the episode, as well as a refresher on how the update is delivered to all of you and how to prepare for it. Hi, Lisa. Happy New Year. Hi, Megan. Happy New Year to you. And with the new year comes something very, very exciting, a new NetSuite release. Yes, I can't believe we're at the first release of the year already. I know, it it sinks up on you. It does. (laughs) Now, we have quite a few guests joining us today to dive deeper into the specifics of 2023 Release One. However, you kind of have that big comprehensive view. Can you give us a little teaser as to what to expect? Certainly. Uh, We've got a jam-packed agenda for this podcast, but um, we've got some neat new capabilities. So uh, first off, we'll be covering some new uh, features with the NetSuite AP Automation Solution, which we announced uh, last year at Suite World. Then uh, we're gonna hear about also a new, the new uh, packing and shipping solution, NetSuite Ship Central, which also debuted at Suite World. We'll be covering the new Sweet People Workforce Management Solution, and then to round things out, some highlights around Sweet Projects and NetSuite Analytics Warehouse. It's all very exciting. Let's it dive is. into the nitty-gritty logistics of the release for any new listeners or customers who have never been this be- been through this before, or even simply those who need a refresh. Uh, how are these new features in 2023 release one delivered to users? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it amazes me at the at the process uh, and how well choreographed uh, it is. And I really kind of use that analogy as it is a, a almost like a, a dance. But um, for those who aren't uh, aware, um, we do NetSuite uh, updates uh, the accounts twice a year uh, with a new with new releases, so new features and functionality. So basically, right now, what that means is like all thirty three thousand customers receive the updates. Like everyone is on the same release. There are no what are you on? What am I on? Type of thing. Everybody is on the same release using the latest and great, greatest version of NetSuite. This is our first release of the year. 
So accounts are going to be updated between mid-February and the end of March. Each of our customers is assigned a date and a time of when their NetSuite instance uh, will be updated. You can uh, customers can find out what that date and time is uh, on the new release portlet, which will show up on their NetSuite home dashboard, which provides this information, as well as they'll get an email with it with that information too. But the release portlet and the email not only provide that the the date and time of when the upgrade happens, but it also gives you. Um, ability to request a release preview environment. So we're going to talk a little bit more on that, but that's uh, really important too. So on the day of uh, the update, you know, customers don't need to do anything. They do not need to install anything. Um, their accounts will go offline uh, during the update time, which is uh, specified in the new release portlet. It's usually the downtime is scheduled for about two hours, but really the update's Right now, like I said, because of the fine tuning of the process and everything, these updates happen within 60 minutes or less. So, you know, everything during off-peak business hours, so pretty, you know, seamless and transparent to our customers. Well, that sounds great. It sounds pretty easy. So for our really proactive customers, how can they best prepare for the update? Yeah, while, you know, it is, like I mentioned, seamless and transparent, it's always, you know, good to be aware of what's going on and what's becoming available. So that would be, you know, my first uh, suggestion of how to prepare is just become familiar with what's in the release. What are the new capabilities? You know, some of them are more substantial or bigger than others, but it's always good to kind of get that overview. And this podcast, you know, will certainly get folks off to uh, a great start, but we've also um, got a slew of other resources available, which we'll uh, go over in a minute. But then, like I alluded to, uh, we really encourage everybody to try things out in the release preview account. Um, so, you know, even though these updates uh, happen automatically, including, you know, all the customizations that, you know, our customers do in, in their instances, we encourage users to test things out uh, using their own data, workflows, integrations, and customizations just to make sure they know how things are working, if there are any, and if there are any issues that they can go um, and log that issue and it could be resolved prior to actually those updates hitting production. So definitely encourage folks to be a little proactive and try the release uh, preview account out. I love it. And you mentioned this, other than our wonderful podcast, <laughs> what are a few other ways that customers can learn more about this release? Yeah. Uh, so we've got the sneak peek blogs, which are on netsuite.com. Um, I think with this release, there are about eight of them uh, that we've got uh, on the various functionality themes. So like financials, uh, supply chain, uh, HCM. So we've got blogs um, on the new capabilities and features that do a little bit of a deeper dive into that. Then there's also, if you um, are more of the reading type, there are definitely the release notes, which, uh, you know, that's where you're going to really go down, down deep. That's available to everybody as well. 
We've got also uh, a slew of training videos available in Sweet Answers on various features. Not Obviously, not all features or new capabilities will have a training video, but they usually do with every release a pretty good share of uh, video. So if watching is more kind of how you learn, we've got videos for you. And then last but not least, there are a few webinars that um, are scheduled, which we encourage uh, everybody to participate in if they can. So one that's coming up is a release readiness webinar on February 14th, which talks about how goes a little bit more into detail of how to prepare for the release, talking about test plans that we have available that could be leveraged and um, other uh, types of services. And then um, we also had a feature highlight uh, webinar as well, which goes into a little deeper, again, the features uh, that we may have covered in the blogs. So those two webinars will be available. So either attend those in person, the live session, or they're also available on demand. So you can access those uh, two webinars like on our on-demand site on on the events section of our netsuite.com page. So we have methods that cater to every learning style, which is perfect. Um, So I'll be sure to provide that information in the description of the podcast episode. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Megan. Appreciate it. Second in line is product marketing manager, Abby Jenkins. Abby will explain how the new ShipCentral application helps customers get orders out the door as quickly and cost-effectively as possible. She'll walk through how customers can access this tool and then get the most out of it. So Abby, to stay competitive, businesses today really kind of are under a lot of pressure to ship customer orders quickly and and cheaply and maybe even more so than than ever before. How do you think those, those kind of demands and pressures impact fulfillment operations for businesses? Well, with the holidays behind us, businesses are looking towards 2023 and how they can insulate themselves against the macroeconomic issues that have been impacting many sectors. Um, Persistent inflation is starting to impact customer demand, and several manufacturing indexes now show contraction. Uh, Staffing also remains a real challenge, and the shortage of skilled workers and high turnover is continuing to impact manufacturers, distributors, and retailers. Ultimately, the warehouse is a cost center, so businesses seeking to keep more cash on hand may freeze or even shrink budgets. And as a result, fulfillment centers are being asked to get more out of their existing resources. So in today's highly competitive market, how quickly an order can reach the customer can be a key differentiator and competitive advantage. Um, Businesses relying on manual processes just won't be able to keep up. So the struggle to find qualified workers coupled with businesses' desire to keep more cash on hand to try and insulate themselves against the impacts to their bottom line mean that now more than ever, adopting technology that can automate manual processes and increase efficiency is really a must. So obviously a lot of challenges that that retailers and other sellers and product companies have to work through. What What is NetSuite kind of doing to help them address some of those challenges? Absolutely. NetSuite automates and optimizes the fulfillment process, um, including order management, order allocation, and pick, pack, and ship processes, especially when NetSuite WMS is deployed. So automated inventory allocation and order release functionality available through wave scheduling are going to keep orders flowing throughout the warehouse. 
Um, the entire fulfillment process is executed using a mobile application, which increases efficiency and accuracy of that fulfillment process. The interface is very intuitive and easy to learn, and it provides real-time inventory visibility and can be customized to fit the business's needs. And then if we move on to picking, defined picking strategies, multi-order zone and wave pickings uh, significantly speed up the fulfillment process and reduce redundancy, increase efficiency and accuracy within that process. Packing automation uh, available through Ship Central increases efficiency and accuracy of the packing process and eliminates excess costs and ensures customer satisfaction. And Ship Central provides step-by-step -step instructions for packers on what and how to pack orders. And this minimizes human error and provides an additional layer of checks and balances to ensure the correct items were picked um, as they're being packed. Additionally, Ship Central can increase packing efficiency by allowing users to pack multiple cartons at the same time. And now, the last mile in getting orders into customers' hands, NetSuite has improved shipping capabilities available through Ship Central. So I want to dig into Ship Central a little bit more. I mean, you you gave a nice overview there, but what is it and and what can it kind of help customers do? What kind of problems can it help them solve? So NetSuite has combined the existing packing functionality, which was previously available through the pack station and added new shipping capabilities, which are now available together via Ship Central. So shipping can be the most expensive part of getting an order to the customer if it isn't managed correctly, but it's also one of the most effective ways to minimize undue fulfillment costs. So taking control of shipping with NetSuite WMS and Ship Central can make a huge impact on the business's bottom line. Using predefined rules, the system can already automatically identify the most efficient fulfillment location based on factors such as inventory, availability, and geographic location. And now adding to that, Ship Central identifies multiple orders going to the same customer and prompting staff to consolidate those orders into a single shipment so that you're avoiding multiple boxes being shipped independently and ultimately lowering your shipping costs. Uh, being able to effectively compare shipping options across multiple carriers is it's important as the last step to success. So manually staying up to date on all of those service and rate changes across multiple carriers is nearly impossible. Um, so what Ship Central does, it allows fulfillment staff to effectively compare shipping options across multiple carriers and then identify the best rate based on shipping specifications or delivery date. And the new application also puts all the packing and shipping information and instructions in one place. So you're eliminating unnecessary steps in the preparation and shipping process, such as printing shipping labels or creating your required shipping documentation. And it also gives tracking uh, for those shipments right in that same spot. And finally, operations managers can tailor packing and shipping workflows to their business. So Ship Central includes new roles and dashboards that are designed for warehouse staff and managers to easily track the status of orders and pending shipments. And how does Ship Central work with some of the other solutions our customers might have, especially things like WMS and inventory management? 
Yeah. Um, well, with hundreds or even thousands of SKUs that businesses are managing, likely across multiple locations, um, inventory management with pen and paper or spreadsheets is really no longer a viable solution. And by its nature, manual processes are always going to be inaccurate, right? And the chance of losing data is huge. So manual processes can't show real-time inventory availability, and that's a guaranteed path to disappointing our customers. So NetSuite WMS and Ship Central have been intentionally designed to be used on a mobile device, which keeps those day-to-day warehouse operations accurate and efficient. Using a mobile device, warehouse workers are prompted to complete tasks, uh, including pick picking, packing, and shipping um, via the mobile device, which ensures all that information is recorded in real time. So this is not only quicker than writing something down and then communicating it or miscommunicating it back to your ERP system, but it also ensures that the right information is recorded. Real-time inventory availability really minimizes the risk of orders being unable to be fulfilled due to stockouts and negatively impacting that customer experience. And Abby, is all this stuff with with ShipCentral available using the NetSuite mobile application? You got it. So ShipCentral has been designed to be used entirely through the mobile application, meaning warehouse staff are working in real time and the application is guiding them through the process step by step. So we're eliminating manual errors and maximizing efficiency. But That doesn't mean that every user's experience is the same. The mobile application can really be customized to meet the specific needs of the industry or the business. And for customers who want to start using this solution, how can they kind of access ShipCentral and is there an additional cost that comes with this? ShipCentral is available as part of the packing and shipping functionality in NetSuite WMS, but it's also available as a standalone suite app, which can be downloaded from the NetSuite marketplace at no additional charge. Great. Well, thanks so much for the insights, Abby, and uh, excited to, to learn more about these products. Thank you. Next, we're diving into the new financial capabilities coming out in 2023 Release 1 with a special focus on the AP automation features. Joining us to discuss is Senior Product Marketing Manager, Scott Beaver. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Now, let's just go ahead and dive straight in. First of all, what is the outlook for finance and accounting right now? Are there any major issues that companies are struggling with? Yeah, there are really several that are uh, having a big impact. First is going to be the labor shortage. Um, With low unemployment and fewer people graduating with accounting degrees, um, companies are struggling to manage the workload um, without, while also avoiding burnout and, you know, kind of avoiding high turnover. So how are we going to accomplish that? And they're, you know, their staff is just not, they don't have the people that they need always. The other two issues are kind of interrelated. Number one, economic uncertainty. So right now people are concerned about, you know, the potential for growth and there's increased emphasis on, on preserving uh, cash. So how do I control costs? But at the same time, we're experiencing inflation. So, you know, it's sort of a, I need to control costs. I need to preserve cash, but my costs are going to increase no matter what I do. Um, economic uncertainty also affects supplier relationships. And so that creates a couple of risks. Um, for, for one, you know, suppliers are not going to have as much available credit. So that's going to affect my payment terms. So maybe I, where I used to be able to pay net 45, net 60, maybe even net 90, um, I may see that my terms come down to net 30, net 45. So that's going to be a challenge. 
how am I going to pay those bills, you know, on time, avoid late fees, that sort of thing. You know, there's also increased risk of fraud. Um, we've been seeing this ba- both from internal bad actors, but particularly the kind of payment fraud where um, fraudulent invoices or duplicate invoices. And then, um, you know, there's also the finally just there's a lot of manual processes in accounting. And one of the things I need to do to control costs is avoid any kind of payment errors where I'm overpaying a vendor, for instance. Things that, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm trying to process a lot of bills, don't have the staff that I need, for instance, um, how am I going to do that? You know, because that, that's a situation that creates that risk of errors happening. That's a lot to kind of keep in mind. So does NetSuite 2023 release one help address any of these challenges? What specific features of the release can kind of help alleviate these concerns? That's a great question. Um, one area where we're focused is on AP automation. Um, so many of our customers are aware we launched our AP automation solution last year, and this uh, release has several enhancements. The major ones there are you know, adding this the ability to capture invoices within NetSuite using a, a dedicated email address, you know, enhancements to automate the process of reviewing and approving changes that may be made to a vendor record, for instance, to, you know, just ensure at the accuracy of those changes so that um, bill payments go through and it doesn't create any any problems with, with the vendor, but also to avoid um, the risk of someone creating a vendor fraudulently and avoid, you know, in, any kind of internal bad actors uh, affecting costs. And then, you know, other areas of automation, um, like automating some of the journal entries that go into processing payments via uh, NetSuite's payment service provider, who is HSBC. Now, why exactly is automating accounts payable so important and and really valuable for companies? So if I'm trying to control costs, managing my spend is critical. Um, And part of that means making sure the invoices I receive are accurate, that they reflect what I actually ordered, the the, um, prices that I actually agreed to. Um, but also, you know, it's about maximizing the capa- the productivity of that staff that I've got, right? I need to save time. And as I said earlier, a lot of manual processes, particularly when it comes to accounts payable, there's a lot of time spent data on data entry. Maybe I get uh, invoices digitally, like a PF file, JPEG, et cetera, but someone still has to do the data entry. So um, trying, to, trying to save time there is pretty critical. Errors happen also with that data entry. Uh, so we want to help avoid that. And, you know, I'm also trying to make sure I have that increased control. So again, I'm not paying uh, bills that are fraudulent. I'm also able to control the timing of when I pay my bills. So I don't have those late fees, but I can hold on to my cash longer. Um, and, and finally, it's just that that visibility. You know, what have I paid? What have I not paid? You know, are there any problems with any of the uh, the bills that I've paid for some reason they haven't gone through? that sort of thing. So having that visibility is also going to, um, you know, give me greater certainty um, during this period where I'm trying to control costs, I'm trying to hang on to my cash. Can you give us an example of how companies benefit from these enhancements? Yeah. So let's talk about email capture. You know, as I talked, as I, as I mentioned, there's a lot of data entry that is involved. A lot, you know, newly trained accountants often say that's one of the biggest shocks is that, you know, they, they get uh, into a company 
and how much of their time they spend entering information, particularly when they're receiving vendor bills. We, with AP Automation, um, initially, you know, we had this drag and drop capability. So we could just easily pull an invoice into NetSuite. Now with the email capture process, you can either automatically forward uh, invoices to NetSuite as you receive them. If, you know, if they're going to a specific person and accounts payable, for instance, you can just forward them um, and you don't have to do that drag and drop. Or for, um, particularly for key suppliers that you frequently do business with, you can just give them, um, you know, allow them to send those invoices automatically using that that dedicated address. So again, that's going to save a ton of time and, and gives you a couple of different options as to how you want to control that, you know, uh, manage the approval process, et cetera. And other things like, you know, automated uh, journal entries. Whenever you have a payment platform uh, provider, and again, in our case, the service is being provided by HSBC, you know, you're, you're moving money from your core bank account into the payment platform. And that can, you know, that requires some journal entries. So that's just added time. Sometimes, you know, it can create, cause problems, you know, it gets delayed doing, doing those entries. It increases the, the risk of error. So just automating that process so that, you know, when there's a funding request for a payment, that's what handles all the creation of those, those journal entries for you. Uh, I talked a little bit also about the, um, you know, vendor approvals. Changes happen all the time to vendor records. You know, maybe the vendor switches bank accounts, um, changes their address, something. And just ensuring that information is correct, having a second set of eyes to look at it and making that process automatic so that whoever the appropriate manager is gets a chance to look at it before it's finalized. And again, but just avoiding that risk of fraudulent vendors being created. Um, it you know doesn't happen everywhere, but it's you know a nice extra control to have. It sounds like some great things for NetSuite users on the horizon, getting rid of some tedious tasks, saving time, getting more control. Thanks so much for joining the podcast to tell us all about them, Scott. Um, thanks for having me, Megan. I really appreciate it. How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code. The latest release includes several improvements to project reporting, billing, and Project 360 dashboards to better serve services businesses and different roles within those organizations. To cover the use cases for some of those new features, we have Adam Mayo, Vertical Product Manager for Services. So Adam, here at NetSuite, we obviously work with businesses in a lot of different industries, manufacturing, wholesale distribution, software services, the list kind of goes on. But what do you, what would you say is unique to services businesses compared to some of those other industries that we, we serve? Yeah, you know, typically with the services organization or firm, um, two key differentiators is that they're people-based and project-based as well. Now, you know, every company has people and employees working on things and uh, they may even have projects, but with a services company, uh, really everything revolves around the project. It's how they structure their billing and contracts with their customers, uh, as well as the tracking that goes into it. So they need to schedule out a project all the way down to the individual tasks that they're performing for their customer. Uh, they need to budget down to that level and, and track, uh, again, the, the billing against the project. 
And then as they work on it, capturing all the costs, both for the, the labor of the employees that are working on it, that's getting passed on to the customer, uh, but even third-party type expenses that they may need to bring in as well to complete the project. And, and all that goes into measuring things like project profitability. You know, we had a contract with a customer, we build them, we've earned our revenue. Here were our internal costs on that project. It was that profitable to the business? Because really, again, all of the revenue generated for these services companies is through a, a project. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can obviously see how it's very important for the services companies to kind of capture all the details around a project done, make sure they're they're profitable. When we, we look at kind of what the industry is facing right now, are there any major trends um, you're seeing as of late in terms of, and then also maybe how services companies are adapting to those trends as well? Yeah, for sure. You, you, there's still the battle of employee retention and, and uh, contrasting it with some of the, the burnout that we're seeing. And again, especially for services companies where uh, a lot of these consultants, I, I talked about utilization, that they're utilized a lot of their work week is working on projects and you know it's beyond 40 hours where we're you know leveraging those resources and so you can imagine uh, focus on limiting turnover as much as possible and how can we overcome some of the recruiting challenges you know again when we're bringing in those highly skilled resources we, we need to make sure that we're getting them onboarded and billable as quickly as possible because when they're again sitting on the bench they're not billing out we're training them those are just costs that are uh, being incurred to the business, whereas we could be billing those out to a customer once they're they're fully kind of ramped. You know, the, the overall impact with not having potentially as many billable resources is that these services companies not, need to be more selective in the work they can take on. Uh, and so, you know, looking at what projects typically are more profitable and maybe passing on those that are more challenging or we don't have the expertise in-house to do it. Uh, or even looking at, well, do we maybe bring on some third-party contractors to help fill the gap where we don't have the, the resources? So a lot going on within the, the services world. And what has NetSuite kind of done to address some of those trends, some of those challenges maybe as well that, that services companies are facing that you just kind of kind of ran through there and then uh, asked just kind of specifically, how is NetSuite um, helping meet the needs of, of project managers, which is obviously a very critical role for a lot of these companies? Yeah, you know, a lot of people know NetSuite for our financials, and, and we of course also have CRM capabilities. But a strong component of it, um, what we refer to as Suite Projects, and it's a professional services automation directly within the NetSuite platform, fully unified with backend financials, with upfront CRM, and and really that allows them to uh, be able to capture the full project lifecycle within NetSuite. And a lot of what I was talking about as far as building out a project schedule and budget and automating the billing so that we have all of that in one spot and we can keep track of what's going on with the project and easily look at the profitability in real time without having to go to, to third-party disconnected systems to see what's going on. Uh, we have all that at our fingertips because it's all in one spot. Uh, scheduling of resources, you know, again, that focus on that burnout. So we have within our suite projects functionality, the ability to uh, track resources, their skills, but more importantly, their availability. So I can see who's working on what, what's their forecasted utilization, 
we can start to set some targets, you know, whether it's 80, 85 percent, you know, depending on the type of role, maybe it's lower, maybe it's higher, uh, so that we're we're achieving that and we're not booking someone 150 percent where they're working 60, 80 hour weeks uh, just to keep up with the demand for for the customer work. So being able to again schedule out resources directly in the system on the project, they know what they're working on, but more importantly, we know that we've kind of spread out what the workload is uh, across the board. Uh, and then, you know, from just kind of a general automation standpoint too, I mentioned we, we have all the, the billing that goes along with the project set up as well. Uh, and so that's going to automate invoice creation. Uh, when a resource fills out a timesheet, uh, expense report against that project, that's gonna get run through what we call uh, billing rules and automatically generate invoices that we're sending out to the customer. And we know that those are gonna be more accurate because we've already set up the project uh, accordingly. Uh, and so you know, generally that's gonna help with cash flow and, and getting customers to pay those invoices that were uh, properly sent out the first time. So really, you know, if I were to summarize everything I was just talking about there, it's you know, we soup to nuts are able to uh, run the entire services business and specifically that project lifecycle along with it uh, within NetSuite. Yeah, so NetSuite obviously has very extensive capabilities for services companies already, but this is the release podcast. So what are some of the maybe new features, new functionality that we'll see on the services and project side um, in NetSuite 2023 release one? For project-based services, and as we look at that suite projects functionality I mentioned, um, there's a variety of features. For one, uh, what we're referring to is project cost to cost percent complete. Traditionally, in NetSuite, uh, we calculate percent complete based off of hours. You know, a, a project is going to take 100 hours. We've worked 50, so we're at 50 percent complete. Uh, but with a lot of the customers that we work with, and what we heard from them was that they want to look at it from a cost perspective. You know, so they want to take those hours and add a cost value to them but also there might be third-party costs and expenses that are getting charged. So they wanna be able to budget for those costs. And then as we charge those costs to the project, that will determine the percent complete. Um, so we're gonna provide some more automation to be able to support that requirement. And really that gets very important when you get into revenue recognition, because generally that's a very uh, common way for services companies to recognize revenue. It's the percent complete, the effort that's been spent on the project times the contract value. That's what we're gonna earn for revenue. And so this will help support. Now we'll have both hours-based and cost-based revenue recognition for projects. For um, billing, we're gonna provide more flexibility when we can run project billing um, using, uh, again, a feature within Suite Projects. Uh, we're gonna be able to more accurately control which projects get run when and help to improve more of the usability of running billing for projects, uh, as well as provide more transparency for our project managers so that you know, they know when invoices are gonna be uh, kicking out the door uh, for those projects. And then finally, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our Project 360, which that was released last year and provides complete visibility, one across your portfolio of projects as a project manager, where I can see my key projects and then risk factors to understand uh, which ones I may need to drill into. And from that uh, portfolio view, you're able to drill into a specific project and they get a series of focus pages for key areas to see 
through the scheduling of the project and any sort of KPIs, the uh, revenue uh, on the project, the profitability. So you can kind of click through these different pages of the project and see where we sit from a status perspective. And with the 23.1 release, a lot of feedback, customers are, are liking it. Uh, and it was very catered to project managers, but uh, they wanted to provide more access across the board. You know, there might be managers that are managing a bunch of PMs or project managers. And so they want to be able to see all of the projects across their project managers that they're managing uh, or finance wants to be able to see the, the projects that they're responsible for from a project accounting perspective. So we're going to be opening up the access and, and having different controls in place to say which roles are able to access the project 360 and, and get uh, again, that great visibility that we, we already have in that suite with the Project 360 out to additional users. So really excited where uh, we're kind of taking the product and we're going to continue to evolve there from a project uh, functionality standpoint. Yeah, all great stuff and I uh, really appreciate your insights. Well, thanks for joining us, Adam, and uh, really excited to see some of this stuff in action over the next couple of months. Absolutely. Thanks, Ian. 2023 Release 1 includes a number of new reporting and analytics capabilities, like new dashboards and even new data collectors. Joining us to chat all about that is Product Marketing Manager Pamela Pierce. Hi, Pamela. How are you? Hi, Megan. Very well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So glad to be here. Well, we have an exciting lineup, very data-oriented today. So let's just dive right in. We we hear a lot about business data, how businesses are maintaining a lot of it, trying to build a data-driven culture and things like that. So what would you say is the top priority today when it comes to business data? The short answer is business intelligence. Despite today's challenges, businesses still need to find a way to meet their strategic goals, which means they need to retain and grow their customer base. They need to drive profits and innovate their offerings to ensure their future. Business data is a strategic asset that holds valuable insights to achieve those goals. And so a top priority is to enable the business to unlock insights from their data for better and timely decisions in how they run and how they manage their business. And also using data to better understand their customer. What are their preferences today? And what might that look like tomorrow? Now with data being so important to success, what are some challenges that businesses face uh, when they try to gain more value from it? Sure. There are about two key challenges. The first is better managing data so the business has access to reliable and complete data. Let me explain. ERP transactional data is essential to run your business, but customers likely have additional data sources that contribute to business performance. For example, if you want comprehensive reporting like all sales by product, you'll want to pull in your e-commerce data with your transactional data. If the CFO wants to understand what's been driving up costs, they'll want to compare today's costs with those from historical data to see trends from the last two, three, five years. And if sales and marketing want to plan a targeted campaign on the segment most likely to convert, they'll want customer engagement insights from activity on their website, email campaigns, social media interactions or events. So the ability to blend all this available business data for reporting holds tremendous insight potential that leads to efficiencies and, and higher outcomes, but that's easier said than done. Small to medium-sized businesses are maintaining 
as much as 50 terabytes of data and enterprises mean managing even more. So it's a tremendous responsibility to capture all data sourced and generated by the business, make it usable, all while ensuring it's accurate, complete, protected, and timely. So I see what you mean by the challenge. There's just so much data out there uh, and there's a lot of potential value there, but uh, not all the businesses have the skills or, or resources to manage it all or everyone would be jumping on. You mentioned a second challenge. What is that? Yes. The second top challenge is to enable the business to efficiently get data insights to perform their job well. They may have access to these various data sources, but can they use it? Can they make sense of it to make decisions? Do they have the right analytics tools to create reports and drill down into it to answer a question, to unearth new patterns that should be elevated for discussion? Is it easy to interpret and share results? That's the challenge, to empower the business at all levels with job-specific data access and easy, intuitive tools and workflows so they can get reliable answers when they need it. Now, I we've met a lot of executives in our lifetime, and they're, they're not the type of people that are just going to be complacent when there's something there that needs to be addressed. What are some of the ways that businesses try to overcome these challenges? Yeah, well, sometimes, believe it or not, they stick with the status quo. They're so focused on growing, they don't mm. want to divert resources and attention elsewhere. But then you start to see signs in your business, like you have to ask permission to access data that's siloed somewhere in the business. There's dependency on specialists to run queries, or analysts will get trapped in this export-import process of manually moving data from the ERP to an outside business intelligence tool or to a spreadsheet. And this requires a lot of data prepping and invites many risks to data integrity. This all means slow time to insights, risk to data integrity, manual data manipulations, and time-consuming exports imports every reporting period. And what about those ad hoc report requests when executives think they want to pivot strategy and want to project outcomes? Well, you're not going to be able to deliver reliable intelligence on a quick turnaround. So if a business waits too long to seek solutions to better manage their fast growing data, you build up too much friction to insights and the business will rely less on it. This slows productivity, it slows growth, and it compromises decision-making. Well, let's get to the truly exciting part here. How does 2023 release one help with these challenges? Yes, just to um, give a little context here, NetSuite Analytics Warehouse is purpose-built to help businesses overcome these challenges in delivering relevant, reliable data to the business and streamlining their path to insights. And each release expands upon that mission. 2023 Release 1 expands customer access and analysis of their NetSuite ERP data. Nearly 90% of the transactional record types are now included in the automated daily refresh to the warehouse. This eliminates significant cost and effort of the initial ETL process and implementation. And also in this release, there are more pre-built data sets to speed time to insights on things like financials, procurement, sales, and inventory. For example, the new cross-charge journal data set. It helps finance track and analyze charges between subsidiaries who are providing business services to each other. The new inventory status change data set 
helps manufacturers track and analyze changes like item availability, quality inspection status, and work order status. The second thing I'd like to mention is this release also speeds the path to insights from other data sources like Google Analytics, Shopify, and Salesforce. Our customers love these integrations and have been connecting them to them through the OAC connector, but with this release, it's now a direct connection for much faster data flows. And we now also offer a generic REST API. This adds much more flexibility in integrating to customer data sources to NetSuite Analytics Warehouse. The third thing I'd like to mention is we've expanded the collection of pre-built dashboards to include those that are vertical focused. So that's vertical focused dashboards for services, software industries, manufacturing, project management and support and retail. So when a customer is just getting started with NetSuite Analytics Warehouse, they have ready access to industry relevant insights. Mm -hmm. And the last point I'd like to mention for our listeners is, and this is really exciting, we're now expanding this product to customers beyond North America. We have data centers now in the UK and Australia and several others in the process. So really exciting times for our customers around the world. That's fantastic. I mean, I think 2023 is the year of data from what it sounds like. <laughs> totally agree, Megan. Well, thank you so much, Pamela, for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. One of the big announcements at Sweet World a few months ago was Sweet People Workforce Management. This comprehensive solution manages scheduling, time capture, and wage calculations. Here to share more on workforce management is Tanyos Budemos, the product marketing manager for Sweet People. So Tanos, for those who maybe aren't as well-versed in kind of the world of HR software, could you start by just explaining a little bit about what a workforce management solution is? Yeah, of course. So, you know, workforce management solution, it's it's really a software solution that's going to help you streamline a lot of your organizational processes and automate those when it comes to managing like a worker's time, organizing and deploying, you know, your labor force more efficiently when it comes to how many hours of work by location by uh, tasks that are being accomplished, right? And it really helps you overall enable employees, managers to be more self-service, uh, right? And being able to help them accomplish whatever goals uh, they need to and tasks by tracking their time, by looking at their schedules. And it really encompasses all of those activities to really maintain a more productive and cost-effective workforce. So this covers all those tasks of things like staffing projects to ensure that the right labor mix is available. So at the right time, at the right cost, it also includes, um, you know, automating time tracking for all employees. This includes contingent hourly shift workers, seasonal workers, right? And then overall managing absences and leaves with consideration to things like labor laws and reporting requirements um, when it comes to overtime, holiday hours, um, aspects of that sort. So it really helps you manage your overall workforce. Obviously, those are all critical things, things that, you know, people understand a, a business needs to do and, and kind of monitor. But um what are some of maybe the, the shifts we've seen in the workplace, the shifts we've seen in companies and cultures, all that type of stuff that have made these workforce management solutions maybe more of like a, a must have um, than, than they would have been, let's say, 10 years ago or, or longer? Yeah, totally. I think one of it is around poor planning and scheduling. So employees not knowing exactly when their schedules are, having to always change their hours and really having 
um, not only that employee positive employee experience from the employee side, but from a management side, it's getting visibility into how many hours are worked. This is including overtime hours, right? So overall costs and scheduling for that, getting insights onto things like sales activity during certain hours, maybe in the afternoon time at your restaurant or retail space, it's more busy than in the morning times, right? Maybe this certain project in this location is uh, needing more personnel on site than at this other location, right? So it's really about understanding the, the planning and scheduling around that and being able to have workers at the right location doing the tasks and projects that they need to. Another is lack of communication. So um, something that we've seen over the past couple of years is uh, really managers communicating with their teams, right? Things on schedule changes, time off requests, maybe overall questions about pay slips or hours that are that were worked or that will be worked, right? So there's that lack of communication. Another is around, and I've, I, I touched about this, is uh, overtime spending, right? So not understanding which workers are essential to work overtime, maybe which are working overtime simply because it's busy and the planning and scheduling was not um, optimized, right? So needing to understand when certain employees can leave the workplace, when certain uh, employees have to stay in the workplace because of maybe their, uh, their skill or, or location, right? And uh, minimizing those costs. And along with that is around manual processes, right? So using Excel spreadsheets, disparate solutions for scheduling, time collection, a lot of this can lead to errors. It can lead to more um, cost uh, to your business and it can prevent growth. So not understanding where uh, data is located or duplicating data and having those manual processes can really slow down uh, your business growth and can lead to uh, compliance risks as well. So that's kind of some of the issues that have, have led to a, a rise in companies having a workforce management uh, solution. And NetSuite 2023 release one, um, you know, is, is kind of the launch of Sweet People Workforce Management, which is obviously we're, why we're uh, talking about this topic. But how does that solution, how does Sweet People Workforce Management address some of those problems, some of those challenges that that you've covered? Yeah, totally. So the first is around taking the guesswork out of scheduling, right? So what we're doing is we're really optimizing the scheduling process by providing managers a, a visual shift scheduling tool, right? So this allows those managers and helps them to use a combination of things like sales forecasts, employee schedule templates, so when employees are available, and labor deployment models to optimize workforce scheduling. So it helps really build a flexible labor model that tells you how many empl uh, employees are available at that time, how many hours each employee has worked, so you can keep track of overtime hours, right, and it helps you really build a productive, more efficient team that allows you to minimize costs. Another is we're saying goodbye to paper time cards, right? So a lot of it is going digital now. So being able to have employees clock in via computer, tablet, phone, and start their shift by recording it digitally. This eliminates any errors and paperwork. This also helps really maximize and uh, make more efficient that time recording process so employees can keep track of their time more, uh, more efficiently and more accurately. And at the same time, you can monitor that from any location and being able to really put that against what was scheduled and what the hours that the employees actually worked. And the third is helping accurately pay workers. So this is with the wage rules engine that's now in NetSuite Workforce Management is being able to automatically calculate hours. This includes overtime, holiday pay with the built-in wage rules engine. So this applies uh, things like company policies and rules, and you can see them triggered within that engine. So maybe you can't have a person working heavy equipment work more than five hours in one shift, right? So being able to uh, have that uh, in this system for scheduling helps the managers understand, okay, I need two people using, let's say, heavy equipment on uh, the work site or in the warehouse on that given day, not just one because you can only have someone working 
up to five hours. That helps with the scheduling and it helps with accurately paying your employees so they get that pay rate for that job that they're doing, right? The fourth is driving employee engagement. So being able to allow managers and employees the access and interactions they need to uh, view their schedules from anywhere, anytime, no matter their location. Employees can clock in and out of the mobile app so they can easily track their time, right? As we talked about, they can confirm when they're going to work. So managers can send out the schedules on the mobile app and employees can say, oh, I can't work, let's say on Monday at 3 p.m. So they can request then, hey, can I swap with another colleague that can work at 3 p.m.? And it helps really uh, drive that employee engagement. And the last is visibility with operational analytics. So being able to understand what sales forecasts are available, being able to ensure that managers have probability at the top of their mind when it comes to um, scheduling and understanding really sales per labor hour, customer counts, maybe store warehouse targets, that everything is up to speed and matching the goals that are set in terms of bringing up revenue and lowering costs when it comes to uh, human capital. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great stuff there. Um, I think you talked about a lot of it there, but any other benefits, especially when we think about things like the employee experience or how this could help managers that, that you think Sweet People Workforce Management really helps with? Yeah. So when it comes to managers, being able to have a complete visibility into your team, being able to provide really a more effective leadership uh, value to your team, that's when you're creating schedules, you're understanding when employees can work, when they can't, being able to approve those uh, shift swaps, right? If an employee needs to change their uh, shift or swap it out, uh, you can do that very easily. The employee doesn't have to like reach out to you and call you. They can do it through the app. So that really helps provide more effective leadership in terms of having happier employees, but at the same time, um, lowering your costs on, on, on the business, right? And then from the employee side, it's really that mobile app being able to do that functionality of let me see what my schedule looks like. Let me clock in and out of the shift that I just started. So I make sure that I get paid accurately. Let me take a look at my pay slip and, and see, oh, wait, something's wrong with my hours, right? Or to even look at the hours that were tracked, being able to say, hey, I worked an extra hour actually on Saturday because it was super busy. Being able to have that communication with your manager really helps improve uh, that, that experience from the employee side and really provides managers that great uh, leadership value that, that they bring. And finally, Thanos, um, how does kind of the integration that, like any other NetSuite module, the, the integration between Sweet People Workforce Management and all the other components in NetSuite like financials and and in HR and everything else, how does that kind of help our customers, uh, those two things being connected? Totally, yeah. So the first is being able to uh, reduce costs by eliminating spreadsheets, outside services, multiple vendors. You can do scheduling, timekeeping, wage calculation, paychecks, all in one solution, right? So that's all those four in one solution without having to have outside services or other uh, vendors involved. And then your payroll data can then seamlessly transfer to your ERP system to be posted on the general ledger. So, you know, that ensures financial data stays accurate. It stays consistently updated, but it also ensures a single source of truth for your organization, right? So you have all that time data, payroll data, and financial data within one system secure, and there's no duplication of data outside of those systems. So it helps keep things accurate and it helps uh, reduce costs and reduce turnover because of burnout on your employees. All right. Well, very exciting stuff. Thank you so much, Thomas, for kind of walking us through some of the uh, new things we're going to see with, with Sweet People and uh, look forward to seeing them in action. Thank you so much. Wow. There are so much new functionality to get 2023 off to a great start. I'm biased. I'm, I'm more on the financial side of things, but I think that all the new AP automation features are going to be incredibly helpful in helping businesses just become more efficient. What do you think, Ian? 
Yeah, I mean, probably a little bit biased as well as a guy who's more on the product side of things. But I think the value of Ship Central really shines through to me because we hear a lot about the challenges product companies face with supply chain snafus and rising costs, especially, of course, over the last several years now. I also think workforce management is a really awesome addition to the suite because it's one application that can handle so much different stuff that comes with managing your employees. I agree. Especially in today's environment, I think these new capabilities are, are just going to be such a value add for organizations. So if you want to learn more or dive into any of the areas we covered today, we put a link in the description of the podcast episode for our 2023 Release One overview. Yeah, and thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us today. And most especially, thank all of you, our listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for more episodes just like this one. Bye-bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.